This podcast is dedicated to the proposition that every Christian should be a constant and devoted reader of the Bible, and that the primary business of the church and its ministry is to lead, foster, and encourage people in this life-changing habit. Well, here we are back together again with uh, Thriving in the Word, and we have a small group with us today. we got Ben and Dave, and we're jumping in to, we're still in Luke chapters uh, 7 to 12, Last week, we talked about the parable of the soils and had a great conversation about that. But we're going to pick back up. We've been reading this for, for quite some time now. And so anything stand out to you guys as you've been reading through this? Well, we had talked about the parable of the farmer scattering the seeds. Mm-hmm. And so I had a question, just a rhetorical question to myself, and I'll just say it out. So I... I I summarized, and I wrote it down. I said, could the fate of the Word of God, the seed in this case, the Word of God, depend on the heart into which it is sown? Mm. That summarized it for me. And I don't know if that's an accurate question to summarize that, but I thought about it. I said, all right, is it it dependent on the heart into which it is sown? Mm. Uh, And and the fate of it. So you've got the seeds, which to me, are the word of God, are the words of God. And so I'm saying, okay, does the fate of that word depend on the heart into which it is sown? Well, I ask the same question in a natural standpoint. You plant a seed. Mm. Does the fate of that seed depend on the health of the soil? Right? I mean, it does. Yeah, Yeah, it does. I mean, if, if if you have the best seed in the world... But you just throw it on a packed down path, nothing's going to happen, exactly. you know? But you know what bothered me about the question after I thought about it? So, oh, that's a cool question. You know, I thought, no, oh, that's pretty good. You know, maybe, you know, that's a good way for me to summarize it. But then I thought, is that eliminating people whose heart isn't ready for God at that time? Or maybe it is that hard soil, as you say, or the path, Judah, and can they not be yet redeemed or restored and is this quite this is me now thinking right. about this and is it is it eliminating those people you know is that the fate of the seed okay it's it's gone because this person is heartless or they're they're cruel or they're just a bad seed right. you know bad person bad soil i should say and and the fate of the word is not going to go anywhere with them the fate of me is doomed there and I hate to say that about anybody. After I thought of the question, I said, all right, is that is that accurate? Is that right? That's where I was going with that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a tough question because it has a, a lot of implications, right? Yes. You know, yes. Yes. it has the implications of loved ones and friends and people that we go by. But, you know, to dig a little deeper in it is, is everyone right with God? Does everyone go to heaven? Is, is everyone in right relationship with God, you know, because there's this common thing. And I mean, even myself after doing, you know, uh, many, many, many funerals, right? Like there's, there's never a funeral in which the pastor's like, well, we all know where he went. Do you know what I'm saying? Everyone is going in with the assumption that this person is going into heaven. Right. But is the theology of that accurate? You know, I mean, not from what I've seen in the scripture. It says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord is saved. So did this person call on the name of the Lord? What did the did the seed? So, you know, and, and it's funny how how we have the these 
these um, conflicting theologies. They're not even really theologies because they're not based on anything. It's just based on feeling, right? But it's like, oh, well, you know what? You know, we're, we're good, and if you're good, you go to heaven, right? Well, would Hitler go to heaven? Well, no. I was just thinking of him. <laughs> so, 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 where is the line drawn? Yeah. Like, do you have to be as bad as Hitler? Well, no, you have to be like, well, you know, maybe a, a rapist, a, you know, someone who abuses children. Like, like we set these weird standards, yeah. but it's like, but God says in Romans 3.23, um, it says, for all have sinned and all fall short of God's standard. Right. So that means if we've all sinned, then we're all as bad as Hitler and he's as bad as us. And we're all in that same boat and we're all in need of a savior. And we're all in need of his word to be sown into our life. And yet, if if Hitler, and I did think of him as you were saying that, I said, all right, he, he when you were talking about people, you do the you know, funerals, and usually, yeah, nobody says, oh, yeah, you know, you just assume he's going to hell. <laughs> right, nobody right. says, ah, that guy's going to hell. Because somebody like Hitler, you know, he, you know, we don't know who killed him, you know, but we do know bad people who die, and we assume but that's not our business to do that, I don't think. And going back to Hitler or anybody like him, if he, if he had in, invoked the name of Jesus Christ, if he had accepted Christ just before he killed himself with uh, Ava Brown, uh, if, if that's how it happened, if he in, said, I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior, then what? Yeah. But then he's killing himself while he's doing that. That's using the Lord's name in vain. Lord, save me as I do this thing that you told me not to do. I, really? It's, it's, it's... Is that... I, I guess you could say, I'm thinking that might be splitting hairs for me, Ben, but I, I, I was more thinking that... Well, let, 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 let's well, just I'll, assume I'll that he didn't. Okay. Let's just assume that he didn't kill himself then. Yeah. Let, 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 let's, yeah. let's get it a little bit. Let's pull that let, let, out let's of Let's say one of, his, one of his guards yeah. killed him. So somebody else kills him, yeah. right. and he calls out in the name of the Lord. You know, then what? You know, and, and for yeah. us, we feel that's not just mm. because we feel like, well, you should pay for your punishment. But Jesus says it is. Right. Because look at Paul, right? You know, Paul, Saul, I mean, he was a bad dude himself. Right. He was all, not if he wasn't Hitler of the time, he was a, a prototype of, right. of Hitler because he killed a lot of Christians right. or he oversaw the killing. In addition, he oversaw the killing of a lot of Christians, right. as we know, Stephen and then beyond. Now, here, so, here's the argument. Paul did all these good deeds. But the Bible also says that your de good deeds alone are not going to be able to get you in. They're, right. they're not. But in, 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 we have to put that aside, Ben, I yeah. think. He did do all these good deeds. But, but with, with, you know, going back to what Judah's saying here, and, you know, to give the analogy, if, if Hitler, somebody shot him, because a lot of these bad guys, they let somebody shoot them. You read back in Roman times, you know, the evil, you know or they, uh, hey, plunge a sword into me. You read you know, some of these things. They let someone else kill them. But, okay, let's say he had somebody else kill him and yet he accepted Jesus Christ, is it for us to judge and say, how could somebody like that be accepted into heaven? Right. Uh, is it for us to judge, or is it God or Jesus who says in the Bible, if you, you know, here it is, if you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you are saved, you, you, you're redeemed. It, it, who cares about what good you did? It, 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 it's nice to do that, and yeah, we're called upon to do those things, but not to be saved, not for salvation, correct? Right. Uh, salvation is granted by 
Jesus Christ, the death of Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I like doing good things, and I feel good about them. And at one time I thought, oh, yeah, you know, I used to joke about it, and I think I told you guys this way back a few years ago, you know, about, oh, yeah, you know, when people say, oh, you do so many good things. I say, yeah, I'm doing it to balance off the bad things that I do, but, right. you know, almost jesting. But, it, in you know, as I came to understand more in the Bible and where my salvation comes from, it isn't from good deeds. I know that. It's good to do those, Ben. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but uh, like what you said about Paul, no, Paul could have done everything that he wanted, all the good deeds he wanted, but that wasn't it. Paul was saved because he's a servant of Jesus Christ. He believed in Jesus. Right. He accepted him as Savior. I mean, nobody more accepted him, I don't think, based right. on what he's saying, than Paul. The good, the good deeds are not the reason. They're the evidence of. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and, and here's another thing. If, if we, we say, well, Hitler... On, on his deathbed, they recorded him, or some, you know, somebody has the words, you know, as he got shot or accepted Jesus Christ, and we don't think he should, you know, we, we're appalled at that. Think again of Paul, Judah uh, Bernam, think of Paul, uh, when, when, when he got blinded there and he was being led to the house, didn't they say, they go, isn't this the guy who killed the Christians? You know, we're being asked to, right. to, to I mean, yeah. they would have been appalled too at him because of everything he did. It right. was the same analogy, right. you know, it may be different degrees from Paul to Hitler, what they did, and I don't know that, but, but they did the same thing, and the people reacted in the same way. He's being saved, you want him, Lord, you want him, Jesus? Yeah. Right? Well, the, the thief on the cross, right? I mean, we don't, we don't know what, what the extent of his crimes were, but, you know, in the last moments he called out to God and, and Jesus says, you know, today you'll be with me and in paradise. And that's the thing. It's like, it's, you know, the, the analogy I just kind of popped in my mind and I don't know if this really fits, but let, let, let's, let's think it out here. If you have a, a large pane of glass, like you have some, you know, big windows in here, a large pane of glass. And every time you sin, you do a bad deed, it's like taking a hammer and like cracking that glass. And every time you do a good deed, it's like spraying Windex on the glass and kind of squeegeeing it, right? How many good deeds do you have to do to repair the glass? Well, it'll never repair it, right? Now, what is, what is it good for? Once the glass is repaired, it's good to keep it clean. You're maintaining it, you're preserving it, you're making it like nice, you know, and making it presentable. But it's like the two don't equate. It's like you can you can spread all the good deeds on that glass. You spread all the Windex and all the squeegees and all the paper towels in the world will never fix that glass again. Yeah. But every time we sin, we're doing another ding in that glass. And so so we're doing irreparable damage, which is why, you know, all throughout history, you know, the 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 thing when you come to world religions or things like this, the, there's this innate or this this uh, built-in desire for us to eliminate guilt, to eliminate sin, right? It's like the what's it with uh, with Macbeth, you know, out damn spot, you know, kind of a thing. It's like trying to trying to get rid of something, like by by washing your hands or whatever, trying to get rid of something that can never be rid of in that way. And so all throughout history, this is why religions they do things like you know, sacrifices or penance or flatulations where they're injuring themselves or, you know, they're, they're giving money. They're doing all of these things. Why? 
to try to do what you were saying you did or you tried to do when you were younger say oh hopefully it'll counteract all my bad deeds and although it was slightly joking there was probably a fair amount of truth in that mentality as well and it's a common sentiment right it's like well we, i gotta do enough but then the question becomes is how do you know if you've done enough you know how do you know like when the cosmic scale has tipped in your favor and and if you find out that that the sin is like breaking the glass and the good deed is like spraying windex on it then you realize that i can never do it i can never do enough good to overthrow the smallest white lie that i've told which is which is why this has been again the bible study has been truly satisfying to me to reinforce the fact that you get your salvation from the grace of God having given his son. Right. That's it. Right. That's it. It doesn't matter. You want to keep doing good deeds. You want to keep spraying the window. You want to keep doing that. That's wonderful. But that's not giving you salvation. It's accepting Jesus Christ. Where the uh, discrepancy lies is that we read these things. Well, okay, well, we know how we get salvation, right? And, and even followers of Christ. Oh, I know. Anyone who calls the name of the Lord will be saved. But then we still then go and assume that everyone is okay. It's like, well, you can't have both. You either have one or the other. You either have salvation means something or it means nothing, you know? And and this is, you know, where I think is this is what inspires us to share our faith. Because if we believe that, if we believe that, you know, those who don't call on his name are not saved, then that becomes increasingly um, motivation for us to then share our faith with others because hey we don't we don't want to see you you know be separated from god in this life or in the afterlife and uh, but but yeah i mean it, it's it's a so it's it has sobering implications yeah in in bringing up paul i'm i'm very happy that you did that judah because i've said it before for myself and i would say it to anybody he is the exemplary person to look at in the Bible, if you again, if you want it again, just point to something. There's so many places I could point someone to, but look at Paul and and see what he did. Read about his history, get delve into it really deep, and see what he did before he became Paul the missionary, uh, Paul the expostulator of the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. See what he did before that, and see that you can be saved. I mean, he needed a little prodding. He needed to get struck there whatever it was that hit him you know this this light whatever came upon him uh, it certainly changed his whole life 180 degrees yeah. and, and so i look at him as an example and i always think of him when as it, being a sinner i'm thinking all right paul did this it's not that i want to do that i don't want to persecute christians i don't want to kill anybody but i've done things that are sinful mm. in I can be saved because Paul could, and he's an example. Not only saved, but be a uh, an emissary of of the of the good news, and go out as you just mentioned, Judah, and 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 preach a good word ourselves to spread it to other people who may not have it. It's I'm rem the story of Paul, and like we're, we're way off topic, really, Doesn't but matter. yeah, um, it reminds me. There's this TV show I used to watch called Angel. And it was a spinoff of Buffy, the, the vampire slayer. And Angel was a vampire who got his soul back 
and he can he said he could remember the faces of all of his victims so he knew the amount of people in his head how many people he killed over the hundreds of years this vampire was alive right mm -hmm. he decides that he's going to start being he's going to be the savior of los angeles is the story and he's going to save all these people and he actually started keeping a scoreboard mm. of all the people he saved because he's trying to equal out the amount of people he killed and then what stuck with me is that one episode, he learned a lesson where all of a sudden he goes into where the whiteboard is and he just starts erasing it. Mm. And they're like, what is he doing? Like, we had all those counts. And he's like, he's realizing it doesn't matter. Right. And I'm like, reading about it, like, this is, that was a very spiritual lesson where God is not even mentioned. There's no talk of Jesus. And I'm like, so that weighed in my head before coming to church and everything. Or I would think like, okay, well, I, you know, because I used to think about the cosmic balance. But here's the question. How many sins have you committed in your life? Right. How many lustful thoughts? Yeah. How many thoughts Could of you, anger? Can you even hatred? count them? Like, we don't have the thing where I can remember the face of every person I've ever killed. Hopefully I never, have, ever, ever, <laughs> yeah, ever have, yeah. that, have that. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, can it, remember the face of everyone that, yeah. that I've killed because it hasn't been anybody. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Same here. But, <laughs> but, yeah, like, we don't have the benefit of knowing what the score is. Right. So how can we ever tie the score? Right. So why even bother? Right. Just go and go on from now right like if you're not doing it yet go on from now and then the good deeds like i said are not the reason you're going to make it in it's the evidence of the type of person you are becoming that you are willing to do stuff like hold the door open for somebody or if uh i love the story i hear sometimes with like somebody can't afford like their card gets declined and the person behind them in line just pays for their groceries you yeah. know stuff like that it's just these little acts of kindness down to the point where you go on a missionary trip and you give up like months to a years of your life to helping people less fortunate you know it's it, it doesn't mean like you got to match what everybody else is doing like you know uh, like lenny's wife was on mercy ships it doesn't mean we all got to go on mercy ships right. you know we, we you you do your part and sometimes you're a cog in a bigger machine and you being there like my my thing i lenny's been gone so i'm trying to fill in some some of the voids and I'm thinking, well, that's that's my purpose now. Is I'm making right. sure that what has to happen continues to happen. Right. Where you know, you, you know, I'm I'm a small cog, but I'm a cog in a bigger machine. And if you could, it's not about you. Right. Going back to Paul, one of his favorite things. I think how many times has he said, "Yeah, you're not that important." Yeah. In some variation, like at least twice, probably more. And Philippians, yeah. you guys know, you've heard me say it before. Probably it's my my favorite uh, when he when Paul you know recounts everything that he was, right. and I call him a rock star of the time, yep. everything that he was, and then uh, using uh, Eugene, Pat is it Eugene Patterson's, the, Peterson's uh, uh, you know, description, he says, it's all donkey dung. Right. It's all donkey dung. It's nothing. Everything that he was, everything that he did, and he was the top of the top, it's nothing. He says it bluntly. It is nothing. Only his faith in Jesus Christ, only his love for Jesus Christ, only his conversion to the good news to Jesus Christ. That's all that means anything. Not him, not anything that he did. And he tells everybody that's the way it is. Yeah. So you're right. That's it. That, you know, it, it exactly. It's also like, what's going to be constant? What's constant throughout history? Nothing's constant. The government's not constant. The U.S. is only how many? 250 years old. There's many nations that have come and gone throughout the years. There's people who have died, great people, horrible people, Hitler, 
John F. Kennedy, you know, all these names of like great and horrible people. Jesus and God are always the same. They've always been there. And if you need evidence of, well, what about in the Old Testament? Look at Daniel. There's evidence that Jesus is right there in the fire. It, you know, there's, it, it, it's always there yeah. since the beginning. And it's not going to change. And that's what's great. Like, you go and teach the next generation. Because, you know, like, when I'm going to be gone, Jesus is still going to be there. God has always been there. Jesus has always been there. And they will always be there. Well, and, and this comes to the assumption, too, is, is, is everyone okay or are they not okay? Right. And for many of us, we have this assumption that everyone's okay. You know, we're all, we're all, we're all okay. It's all going to sort out in the end. But if everyone was okay, then why did God send his only son, Jesus, to make a way? Because we weren't okay. Like not, not, none of us were okay. None of us are righteous. None of us were sin free. None of us were right with God, you know? And so, so all throughout history, you say, I mean, there was evidences, obviously, of Jesus in the Old Testament, but like everyone there was saved, if you will, by looking forward to the coming Messiah. And we are saved by looking back to the risen Savior. And so um, there is this, you know, this event that happened with Jesus, and that transformed everything. And he alone came and lived the sinless life. And there is no other world religion that offers forgiveness of sin that offers freedom from guilt shame in your past there is none all of them is it's just some kind of form of angry god that's ticked off at you that can't wait to destroy you not a god that made a way for us to be made right with god and so this is why people feel that christianity is so uh exclusive and it excludes people and it does and yet it's the most inclusive belief system anywhere so it's exclusive but it's inclusive at the same time it's exclusive that jesus says harsh as it may be i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me period right i mean that verse is pivotal to our belief can you get to God outside of Jesus? According to him, he says no. So is that true or is it not true? And this is where we have to come to grips with that. So, but yet he's saying anyone who comes to me, anyone, like anyone who calls on the name of the Lord. So it's, it's exclusive and yet inclusive at the very same time. It's an, it's a, I was just, the analogy I thought of is this is a very inclusive Oh, ex exclusive? What's the one that keeps people out? Exclusive. 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 It's an exclusive nightclub that has all these super duper rules that nobody matches up to. Yeah. But the nightclub owner, if you call him, he'll let you in. If your buddy's with his son. Yeah, yeah. Your buddy's with the owner's <laughs> son, he'll let you in. If you come wearing his son's clothes, yeah. then he lets you in. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And that, that's that's overly simplistic, but yeah. Yeah, there's a security system. It just looks at what you're wearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you got his leather jacket on. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> you know, so... Getting visuals. Yeah. <laughs> well, well we, we are working with a visual medium or with a, uh, an audio medium yeah. that has to lead to visuals. We're leading them there. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope everybody enjoyed the fact that I asked one question yeah. and here's where we are. <laughs> but this, is, but this is what happens. But very nice conversation. A nightclub named yeah. Heaven probably yeah. does exist. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but circling back to your question is, is I believe scripture says yes, that the 
quality of the soil determines whether or not that word lives or dies. I could edit right up until you say that, and it would be like a 30-second answer instead of this yeah, 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 yeah. road we went down. <laughs> no, this is a better conversation. No, that was, that was a good conversation. You know what it is, is I, I like to hear the relevance to world situations, whether they're past or current or potentially the future, and, and I think people can identify with that being that this isn't a pictorial this isn't a video thing uh, to give analogies like that to say hey hitler and you know people get an immediate image of that uh, well it's like the, the old age old question like if you can go back in time and kill hitler as a baby would you do it it's like oh yeah of course i would oh you're gonna kill an innocent child well no he's gonna be like yeah but he hasn't he's still an innocent baby right now you know <laughs> here's another question for you kind of piggybacking off of where we were going with hitler before Who's in heaven, Hitler or Mother Teresa? I don't know enough about Mother Teresa. Yeah, I'm just saying, or, or Billy Graham, or any like, it's like, like, I, like I know like she was at, like which, like the stuff she did missionary wise, but like but I there, would say yes the, from there, that. But there's yeah. an assumption, right? Because 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 we're we're looking at good works, right. like we don't know the the issue of either of their hearts, you know, and and so so and that's a troubling thing, right? It's troubling because you don't know, and this is where. Scripture talks about we continue to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah, you know? and, and it goes back to, uh, we brought this up, I know I have a couple times, uh, we don't know what treasures they stored up for heaven. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't know that. Right. You know, the good works that Mother Teresa did, the bad deeds that Hitler did, remember, they, they, the good deeds don't matter. So what was in her heart, we don't know that. Right. Now, we assume, as you said, well, it's so an they, assumption so that she is in heaven because she... You know, she had the right heart for the, the fate right. of the seed to, to sprout, and those things are uh, a visual manifestation of her You mean she didn't, she, she didn't keep a scorecard in her pocket, yeah. and she's like, ah, oh, one more good deed, and knock but, off the that one. We don't know what, tre <laughs> what treasures was she storing in heaven. Yeah, we don't right. know, for heaven. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, there, there's a lot, you know, and, and I'm not trying to discredit anything that she's done, of course, yeah, but it's yeah. like you don't know if there was prideful motives behind it and it was just like yeah i mean i'm not saying it was but i'm just saying yeah, before we get the hate mail this is just yeah yeah but, but i'm just saying is it, like this is important for us to realize though that that you know nobody is purely good and purely evil mm. other than jesus christ is purely good but otherwise all of us is a mixture of all of that whether you're the greatest person that ever lived outside of christ or not it's like so she had sin um you know, uh, Billy Graham had sin. Hitler had sin. All of us have sinned. All have sinned and fall short of God's standard. So, so again, I'm not saying that she is or isn't. I, I mean, I, I've heard her speak, and I'm, and I'm assuming that she was right with God, and I know that she did love Jesus. And Scripture says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But the only person that I can judge motives of is my own, you know, is my own motives in my own heart and say, okay, well, I'm going to put my faith in Christ, you know. And you, you mention about you don't know, neither do we, uh, you know, was there pride in what she was doing? It made me think of this morning, I got up early, and I, I just pick, I mean, we've all read through these enough times, but I pick one chapter that I just want to go through. And so I picked chapter 10 this morning. I was up real early, around 5.30, and 
you made me think of it, Judah, because you said we don't know if there was pride in her heart. And it's funny because, or coincidental, because in that, I'm not going to, it's really just the first part, the first 20 verses, but I'm not going to read it, but it's where Jesus sends out the disciples. Right. Now, some books say 70, some say 72. We're just, I'm going to leave that alone for now, but I do want to comment on that later. But the, the, the part that I want to relate to what Judas said about the pride, at, at the end of all this, because they come back, and, you know, I summarize it. They come back and they say, you know, the, the demons left. And, 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 and so, we, you know, he tells them what to do. He gives them the parameters. And, and, and when they get back, uh, they say, even the demons obeyed us when we use your name. But he tells them in verse 18 through 20, he says, yes, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look. I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. Now, here's the, here's the relativity to what Judah said. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Don't rejoice because they obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. In other words, don't get prideful. Don't get prideful because you're doing all these good things that you can do this, you can do this. This is exactly what I thought of this morning about pride again. And I know we bring that word up a lot. But when you said it, Judah, I said, oh, I was just reading this this morning. And Jesus is telling them right there, don't rejoice because you can do this. You can uh, you know, extract evil spirits or you can cure somebody. You can do this. You know, I'm, a, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm a John or I'm this one or I'm that one. I can do it. No. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Don't get prideful. And I think, I was trying to analyze that, that sentence. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And I don't know if you, you guys have you know, some difference on that, but a different opinion. But I was wondering if you know, Jesus was commenting because Satan fell because of pride, right? right? right. I mean, is that, that's what he's not saying. Yeah. Uh, to me, anyway, he fell. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning, like, like, here, crash and burn, because of his pride, because of his pride. He was, from all accounts, you know, the head honcho up there other than God. I mean, he was in charge of And because of his pride, and this is what Jesus is saying, as it goes back to what Judah is saying there, he doesn't know about uh, Mother Teresa, you know, was she doing this from a prideful way? You know, it, it would appear that she wasn't, that she was humble, but we don't know that for sure. And we don't know about anybody, you know, except ourselves. You know, how are we doing this? And I think we need to remember that. Well, I, I don't I, I don't want to say that to everybody else, but to myself, when I'm doing something, the, that line there, 20, don't rejoice because I did this or I can do that or I can do that, which sometimes I fall into that trap. I'll admit it. I, I readily admit it. I, I got to remember to rejoice because maybe my my name might be registered in heaven, you know, but not not here, right. not here. I'm building up again the treasure, treasure in, heaven. in heaven. Right. Well, you you know, and, and it's interesting because there is this I don't know carelessness that is I see in the church um, by people in certain movements of the church, especially embracing the supernatural you know which is you know healing and prophecy and things like that um i i am all in favor of healing and prophecy and all those things in fact we just had a someone in our church majorly healed um this past week and and it's just so exciting and beautiful what god has done there but i've seen people who they pray for people and then when they tell the stories like oh 
oh, I, I, I healed this person or I saved this person or I, 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 I prophesied for this person. I did this. And it's like, is this the I show or is this the God show? Right. And it becomes this pride. And, and then the verse that like pops that balloon. And this is like, to me, one of the mo most sobering verses uh, in scripture, especially for people that are in ministry is, uh, let's see, I'm in Matthew 7, verse like, say, 21. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is speaking. He says, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Like, first off, that's heavy. Because we already said, anyone who calls the name of the Lord will be saved, right? Mm -hmm. And here he's saying, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter on judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's law. Like, I don't know of a more sobering verse in the Bible. I mean, how many demons have you cast out recently? How many miracles have you done recently? And if you saw someone doing that, you would have an immediate assumption, wow, this person's close to God. Mm. And yet Jesus is saying, some of these people, I'm going to look at them and say, I don't even know who you are. What are you doing going around casting out demons in my name, you know, so to speak? Oh, was that, that guy, uh, Benny Hinn? Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's real or not. I mean, I know he's a real person who actually exists, yeah. but whether or not he has powers or not. But no one has powers. No, no one has powers. No, God has power. Well, I mean, but but no, I, I know what you're saying. I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just clarifying. Okay, okay, you know. Okay. So yeah, so he, if he shows like all these people like they're he like they're getting up out of their wheelchairs or whatever, and it's like well maybe that's what Jesus is talking about. Where like if you're using it to get celebrity, right? Because I think if you literally had the powers that they're talking about. It would freak you out. Right. Wouldn't that freak you out of all of a sudden, like, you just healed somebody and you're like, what the heck did I just, huh? Huh? Yeah. huh? What? Well, you, you, you wouldn't know. be going around saying, hey, I'm the new healer. No, you'd be like, hold on. There's something wrong. What's going on here? This is weird. Yeah. I want to find out what this is first, you know? And Well, well, number one, you know, I've said this before. If you really have the, the power to heal anybody that you touch, then go to the hospital and clear it out. Yeah. You know, um... But, I mean, Benny Hinn, I'm not here to, to, to talk bad about Benny Hinn or anybody, but if you research Benny Hinn's nephew, Costi Hinn, who was basically Benny Hinn's right-hand assistant through many of this stuff, man, it is eye-opening. And then you see even in the later years, Benny Hinn has come out and, like, actually kind of um, repented of certain things that he did and talked about operating in the flesh with certain things and has really kind of, like, recentered his own self i believe there's grace and mercy for people but i mean in this day and age it's like you know pride obviously is 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 huge but it's like all of these things and again it's like this is where the, that verse i referred to before about working out your salvation with fear and trembling i think we come to christ boldly yes because we're an heir right but we also come with humility so the boldness is the boldness given to us by God, not boldness based on pride, that I'm all that, that, man, God should be happy to have me. I'm God's little superstar here, you know, because when we start thinking that we have the power, we have that stuff, 
then then it, it, it gets mixed up you know really quick so so this is the troubling thing even with the soil and all i'm mean, trying to trying to bring us back in or like what you were reading about you know um you know rejoicing because you know you you prayed for somebody and they were healed or whatever i mean i've prayed for numerous people um and and they've been healed or delivered or whatever and uh and i can't help but marveling at that myself because it's like i know it's not me that does it but it's like at the end of the day i got to be thankful that hey my name is written in that book you know i mean because it's only by god's grace that i'm here it's only by god's grace that i can be made right with god and and i don't deserve to be right with god you don't deserve to be right with god none of us deserve to be right with god and so this is the this is the thing it's a sobering sobering thought um to uh to to kind of manipulate things and to, to work in pride and again i see it very rampant in the church today where people are taking credit for what only the holy spirit can do which i think in some ways could even borderline blasphemy the holy spirit when you take credit personal credit for the work of the holy spirit in somebody's life it's like that's that's like copyright infringement that's trademark infringement to to a high degree it's him doing the work now it doesn't mean that we don't have a part to play doesn't mean that we don't it doesn't take some boldness for us to step out and actually share our faith or pray for somebody when they're you know telling us their need but ultimately it's his power you know benny hen has no power of his own never did and never will you know but it's it's do we allow the holy spirit to work in us and through us and then again coming back to the soils doing our best to make sure that our soil is fertile Right. And that that it can take that seed and allow it to grow, um, because sometimes I think we like to choke out God's word. Right. Because it's like, man, if, if I if I kind of like avoid these parts of scripture, then maybe I don't have to change my actions and behavior and whatever else. So it's like, like with the whole going back on Benny Hinn for a second, like, it, 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 he's like you're saying he doesn't have the power. He is the instrument. Should be. Yeah. Like be. your bass guitar isn't the bass player. You're the bass player. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I, and I, I know that God has done great things through him. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to knock what, what Benny has done or, or anyone has done. However, like I said, there have been some, a lot of things that have come to the light in recent years that have shown that not everything was always as it seemed, you know, um, when he waves his jacket and hundreds of people fall over on the ground, like I, I don't, I don't see that reflected in scripture. And uh, and truth be made known, when he comes out and talks about it, he's like, yeah, there was a lot of showmanship, you know, involved with a lot of this stuff. If and, I was ever in one of those, I would be like at the very back row, and while everybody's falling back, I'm just taking a step back so they don't land on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, both of you are familiar and for me and maybe for those who are listening would somebody just give a quick like one or two lines on who it is you're talking about because yeah. i don't know yeah so 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 benny hen is a well televangelist so he's a guy on tv and um and does these mass um kind of like healing services and things there's a lot of emotionalism that's usually involved and people are falling over as they call it being, you know, slain in the spirit and such things as that they're falling over. Um, 
he'll bring people up and they'll they'll get healed there on stage um and such things as that and as a result as you can imagine it attracts huge crowds because you know everybody who's you know no nobody believes in healing until they're sick and then once they're sick it's like okay i need something to cling to and so people would go in mass to see him and and a lot of it was just sensationalism you know a lot of it was just people going along with things it's like you know a lot of these healing kind of things it's like every whenever you go to church and and and, and they're talking about healing like oh somebody's here who's got a you know a problem with their back or pain in their leg or they're having an earache i mean it's always stuff like that it's never like the percentages never, of somebody having that is right, very right. high right and yeah. then it's, and the percentages of the placebo effect in that moment are also high it's rarely somebody who's like, oh, you've got cerebral palsy, come up here and we're going to pray for you yeah. and you're going to get up and you start running around the room. You know, I mean, it's not stuff like that. I mean, you know, it's all invisible things, you know, and, and unfortunately, now I'm not saying that God doesn't heal because I believe that he does, you know, and there's there, there's a fine line because a lot of people will see stuff like Benny Hen and then they'll gravitate the other way and be like, well, this is all just a big scam. And I don't believe that it's a scam. But and I don't and I don't think that everything he did was, you know, you know, manufactured, but there certainly is a lot of it. And you watch clips of the stuff and see these things that happen. And then and then then the money comes in. Right. And then all the money that's coming in because people are giving and, oh, sow a seed and you sow a seed and God will reward you and bless you. And and then you hear stories from his nephew about how they'd go to Dubai and uh and they would like rent out the top floors like to the top three floors of all these like luxury hotels for like them and their team and it was just like the amount of money that was like being spent and i mean said like benny's room would be like twenty five thousand dollars a night kind of things that that it's just like the amount that was being spent you know and, and i'm not saying that people shouldn't spend money i'm not saying that either but i'm just saying it's like you've got this like persona built up and the persona may not even be real. Mm. And then you've got this like extravagance over here and it, it just it just doesn't quite mesh up. So his nephew recently, who was traveled with him for years, came out and started kind of like um, re really became a solid believer. And he's just like, we, you know, we need to dig deeper into God's word and the truth. He's like, but a lot of this stuff was just, you know. I like what you said there. Though. Like he, he would rent out the top three floors of luxury hotels for him and his staff. So he yeah. is a step above Mark Driscoll. Yeah, yeah. Who would only do it for himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they, like I love that story where like they they drop off him and his family at this great resort, and then the, the bus brings everybody else to like the ho like the Motel Eight. Yeah. It's like you idiot. You do it the other way. You drop them off first, yeah. and then you drop your family off. Yeah. So it was a lot of lot of TV stuff and just a lot of sensationalism yep. under the guise of the gospel, you know. Which, again, I can't I can't judge because I, I don't I don't know. And I believe that there's a lot more with healing that has to do with the individual's faith than it does with the individual doing the mm -hmm. whatever. You know, Jesus often like the the woman with the issue of blood, right? Jesus didn't really claim any credit for that he says it was your faith that healed you yep. and so when you look at these things there probably are legitimate healings that are taking place and probably none of them are a credit to the hen family it was a credit to the fact that the person came with faith and they believed and god did heal them and set them free but you know again i you know a lot of people that are that know of him 
have this kind of like bad taste in their mouth because of that sensationalism. So hopefully that answered your yeah. question. Yeah, yeah, he's so. a, I get it. He's one of the I I, yeah. I know what the kind of guy he is. Yeah, he gets the same heat I don't watch him. Yeah, the yeah, same yeah. type of heat that Joel Alstein gets, and yeah, yeah. But jo Joel's in a different different league, you know, all to himself. Late, late night TV, you know, kind of a thing. So I grew up watching a lot of these late night uh, televangelist guys, but. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm used to seeing uh, Benny Hinn and like when they always have like the 800 number on the bottom of the screen so yeah. you can give. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. do the big numbers for give and a little number if you need prayer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I get it. All right. Yeah. Just so now anybody listening knows who he is, too, if they did, if they were like me and didn't yeah. have knowledge of him. Thank you. Um, and, then, and, I, and then you have Billy Graham ones where they have the number on there, and it's just if you need prayer. Yeah. You can get into the ethics of all these things, and it gets super complicated super fast, honestly. You know, and, it, and it's, hard to, uh, it's hard to decipher. I'm just glad that we don't have to be the ones who entirely decipher it. God is the one who does. Um, you know, I, I try not, and even with what I'm saying with, with Benny Hinn, I mean, like I'm saying that hopefully respectfully towards him and the ministry that he has had because God, I believe, has used him um, in many ways. And I don't ever want to be like some of these internet theologians who just come out and just blindly bash somebody because they have a big following. You know, um, even people like Joel Osteen, it's like, you know, I, um, I, don't, I don't ever want to speak ill of, of these people who are out there preaching the word and probably better than I'm doing. Um, but yet to the same extent, this is, I mean, the whole conversation is rooted in this idea of hey there's people that are gonna say oh my 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 heart my soil is soft but we actually find out that it's the packed down path and and it never took root you know and um and so i think it's important for us to make sure that we're maintaining our garden right we're maintaining it yeah you know anyhow let's, let's wrap up there um that was kind of a wild ride all around so uh but uh we started we started in luke we were we spent some time in matthew i stopped in daniel for a second yeah. <laughs> we went the whole philippians so uh philippians we all around the world and, and here we are back again so yes and i thank everybody for entertaining the question that i asked yeah it was nice absolutely Dave. what was the question again so i remember so i could, yeah. I could title the episode that the question was could 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 the fate of the word of God, could the fate of the word of the God, in other words, a seed, depend on the heart into which it is sown? Okay, I don't know. I got that's too long of a title. I'll just shorten <laughs> yes. that up. Yeah, it's not, it's not the title; it's a question. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a question. That's definitely not the title. Heart yeah. of the sown. Yeah, the the, the title is probably going to be like who's who's in heaven, uh, Mother Teresa or Hitler. <laughs> so uh, anyhow, or are either of them? You know, so. But uh, anyhow. Or is Mother Teresa somewhere trying to convert yeah, Hitler? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, before we go too much off the rails. She got up there and she's like, can you, can you send me down to hell? I want to <laughs> yeah. save some people down there. <laughs> well, that was Jesus's job, right? So, but, but again, that's a whole other, it's a whole other conversation. But um, with that, let's, uh, let's wrap up. We'll continue next time with uh, more discussions from Luke 6, 7, sorry, through 12. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our discussion today on the Thriving in the Word podcast. We invite you to leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Also consider sharing it on social media. We can't wait to be back together with you at the Thriving in the Word podcast.